Hey guys, it's Tony. I'm here to talk to you about Awaken Conference. Now, Awaken is a young adult gathering in Charlotte, North Carolina from January 31st to February 2nd, 2020. And it's meant to help you recharge your spiritual life and connect with a community that you can grow your faith alongside. Now, this year's presenters include a killer lineup with Caleb Isley of Humans of Adventism and, of course, a friend of the podcast. He's been on a few episodes. Kim Cove, a licensed counselor, and Randy Ban, the creative producer at Nike World Headquarters. The keynotes will be brought by Ben Lundquist of the Rise and Lead podcast, uh, a good friend of mine and an amazing speaker. Trust me, guys, you will not want to miss out. And Absurdity will be there. So me and Becker, uh, you get, get to see us if you come out. Uh, would love to come and talk to you. We absolutely think that this is something you're going to want to come and see. Speaking of, if you enter the code Absurdity at awakennc.com, that's Absurdity, A-B-S-U-R-D-I-T-Y, at awakennc.com, you're going to get a 10% discount. We'd love to see you there. This is absolutely something that we support, and we think that Awaken is a part of the growing church movement that we want to see moving forward. Once again, if you enter code absurdity at awakennc.com, you'll get a 10% discount off the initial price. Love to see you guys there. Welcome to Absurdity with Ryan Becker. So before we jump into today's topic, I just want to let you know we're doing a giveaway uh, for a $50 Amazon gift card. And all you have to do to enter is leave an iTunes review on this podcast before May 1st. So May 1st, 2018 is the cutoff date. Uh, so technically May 1st by 11.59 p.m. That is how you can enter for a $50 Amazon gift card. The drawing will be at random. So uh, if I know you, oh well. It'll be completely at random, but thank you guys so much for listening. Here is today's topic, Porn Stars Are People Too. So I just got this email from my apartment complex. We're, we're recording this on on March 31, and I just got this email saying, just a reminder, which is funny because I never got the original notice. Uh-huh. Just a reminder, leasing offices will be uh, will be closed Sunday, April 1st. But I I don't is that yeah I was like are they serious <laughs> yeah I don't I don't wait a minute hold on I don't it's like it's like an Adventist making a joke about October twenty two just like okay we're gonna did you have something like that yeah you were the one oh yeah yeah who did yeah. something like that yeah that that may or may not have gone across the, the allegedly uh, allegedly people may have tried to copy that but that's okay. allegedly so hey guys you're listening to absurdity <laughs> uh, we are back and talking about uh, my apartment complex apparently. No, we're, today we're actually talking about something that um, is uh, not your normal porn talk, <laughs> is the way I'm going to say that. Uh, it is not your normal porn talk. I guess that, yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. Um, for most so, people. For us, this is fairly, like, this makes standard. sense. Yeah, like, yeah. not standard per se, but, like, it would not surprise anyone. They're like, oh, yeah, this is, this is where Tony and, and Becker are going to go with that. But, like, for most... Of yeah. the world, this is not usually so what we talk about. So dropping this disclaimer as we move forward, which is that Tony and I both agree uh, that pornography in general, um, consumption of it, things like that, um, bad thing. We're not we're not a fan of pornography, um, and so as we talk about this, please understand um, because I know someone's going to misunderstand, but I'm going to do everything I can to make it as clear as possible that um, as we talk about this moving forward, uh, we're not glorifying it, we're not trying to justify it, um, but we are actually talking about um, we're actually talking about porn stars today um, and a few other things as well. So um, this is, uh, but we, we, we want to, there's been some trouble in the way, there's been some issues we think in the way we talk about, um, the way we talk about other people. And so we're going to dive in. Um, with that, as we talk about the Adventist and Christian, honestly, this is something that happens across the evangelical world. No, it really, world, Catholic, it really does. Like the religious, I would actually probably argue across the religious spectrum in general. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Islam might have the same kind of view uh, I, on on, pornogra- on pornography, and then also on porn stars as a result. 
I can only tell you what I have been told. And there's a famous Pakistani guy who, who says, like, even viewing someone lustfully is like stabbing the nephew's cousin. Yeah, okay. And See, so, so uh, yeah, like the prophet's nephew, I should say, uh, yeah. the nephew's cousin. It's like stabbing the prophet's nephew. And so, like, that I know, at least in certain cultures, I think for Islam, it depends on the culture you're in. But I know definitely they do have perceptions of it in that way. Yeah, okay. See, so across the religious spectrum, basically, and the more conservative you go, the more uh, amplified I think this is. And that's not necessarily bad or wrong or anything. I'm just saying it's amplified the further you go. That's right. a statement of what I think is fact, maybe a statement of opinion, I guess. Um, but as we kind of dive in today, I'm going to tell you really what started me on this kind of thought process, um, which is uh, Stormy Daniels. And she is the as we as we talk about this today, she's the only one who I will refer to by her actual like porn name, stage name. Yeah, stage. Thank you, stage name. Yeah. Porn name was a terrible stage name uh, because that's how the media is talking about her. But there are others that we mentioned that I'll actually mention by their real names, um, for because they're real people. So um, that that's I think an important distinction to make because I, I, a lot of people don't know that is that, you know, this is very much, it is a business for a lot of people, but a lot of these actresses, the reason why they have to use those names is because of the hate and vitriol they will get outside. You know, a lot yeah. of them were forced into it. Well, not a lot of them. Significant portion uh, were, were kind of forced into it. Um, they didn't really choose to it. They kind of fell into it, and it's not, um, they're, they're doing it for their protection. Yeah. I remember reading an article where they said, you know, I, nobody wants to date the girl who does this. You know, you become a... a an object, not a real person. And that's kind of what we're trying to do. And so that's why we're going to use their real names because yeah. they are real people. I really thought you were going to say, yeah, we use their real names because they're real people, but Stormy is a deep state plant. She's a... So designed to, to wreck the Trump administration. That's what I was like half expecting you to say just now. But no, okay, so let's talk about Stormy because Stormy Stormy is, is kind of how this... This has happened before, but Stormy was the one who really kind of... The, the recent yeah. one. We're so, dating ourselves if 20 years later they hear this, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Stormy Daniels goes on 60 Minutes, talks about her experience with Trump, is very straightforward. Um, if you don't know who Stormy Daniels is, is you must have been like missing or avoiding the news altogether. Um, Welcome back to America. Porn star that, that Trump, uh, through his lawyer, official, or is accused of paying hush money to of around $130,000. Um focus of the story is not that trump had sex with a porn star or had an affair okay so this isn't like the bill clinton thing but this is it is in that in that respect it's immoral but it happened outside of office so like as far as it relates to his presidency minimal the problem was there's a criminal side of this because if the hush money came with trump's knowledge and from something that they set up then it becomes a crime from hiding from election rule dodging election rules of reporting it things like that so and and then the payment happened during the election yeah yeah, yeah. so all, campaign funds to make the payment that kind of thing so um there's this big thing right now and so stormy daniels went on 60 minutes and with anderson cooper and talked with him about what happened very straightforward very professional um she was dressed very, uh, very modestly. I mean, just and she was she was very well spoken. And a lot of people see it saw that in direct contrast to Betsy Davos, who spoke on sixty minutes and apparently sound. I never saw that interview, but apparently sounded like everyone. It it, it was bad. Yeah, I, I saw the interview. She sounded completely unprepared. You know, I I've had people on the conservative uh, side of politics explain to me that oh well that was a it was an axe job. They were specifically going after her. But she said just the way that it came out, she sounded completely unprepared, um, was not able to answer simple questions mm. well or or uh, in it sounded intelligently. Yeah. So when after this happened, basically, they said they you start seeing memes on the Internet of um, like Stormy, a picture of Stormy Daniels and a picture of Betsy Davos next to each other um, and basically comparing the two and saying one of these. Um, uh, what, what, what was the, what was the statement? Like one of these is a well, well-reasoned, um, in, intellectual individual. Or yeah. Whatever. One, yeah. One of these is yeah, smart, the, uh, well-organized, uh, no, it's the other way around. One of these is, is an idiot, unintelligent, doesn't know anything. Um, something like that. And the other is a porn star. 
Yeah, is porn star Stormy or, Daniels. Yeah, yeah, or one of them is intelligent, smart, whatever, and the other is the secretary it's, of yeah, education. the secretary. Yeah, yeah. that's the, I've seen both sides. Yeah, and and so what we saw happen. I've seen it both ways, especially within especially within the Christian realm. Um, I saw this too. Is wow, Stormy Daniels was so well spoken, or wow, I can't believe that that someone in that you know from, coming from that background could could be so eloquent. And in fact, that's actually one of the reasons I've heard for Stormy Daniels being a plant because there there's the belief out there that if you work in the sex industry uh that you can't uh you can't make well-reasoned arguments apparently or you can't tell a story really and you can't speak articulately whatever i it, and and it just amazes me and it it bothered me because for some reason we've equated a job with some certain level of intel and we do this across all fields but uh, pornography is one of them where where because someone engages in um, sex work, um, they are automatically labeled as terrible human beings in every other or or low quality human beings in every other area of their life. And even if it's not sex work, this is true for modeling. This is true for like art, photography, things like that. Like th- this is true kind of across that whole spectrum where if someone uses their body in a way that gives them income, we tend to associate them with a lower intelligence. Well, they couldn't get a real job. Um, but we do this with plumbers. We do this with waiters, waitresses. We do this with bartenders. We do this with, with anyone kind of in the service industry. It's more than just, you know, we value certain jobs more than others. Um, because of the work you do have to put in, you know, doctors have to go to a lot of school. Um, but that doesn't mean that their job takes more or less intelligence than, say, the nurses that work under them. Um, in fact, there are many nurse friends I have that would say, trust your nurse way before you trust your doctor. Exactly, yeah. So, you know, and this is not a disrespect on either profession, but it's just that idea of that perception of certain jobs are, are just, they require, or people who do certain jobs must have a lower intelligence. Yeah, and, and that's not always the case. There are some people that have gone into it. In fact, um, I have a friend uh, who's in the modeling industry, uh, it's been her dream her whole life. It's what she's worked for. She's worked her tail off for it, and uh, she's succeeding, and she's doing well. Um, and this was her dream, and she's intelligent. Um, she's smart. She's well-articulated. Um, that's what she does. Like, And it shouldn't surprise us. That's And that's what bothers me is that it's a surprise that when someone who lives a different lifestyle than us is somehow well a well-adjusted human being. And part of that, I think, has come from this movement to say that um, with once again well intentioned. Usually, the stuff I talk about this podcast is well intentioned. Like, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, that's what we're doing. Good intentions. The road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? So, and also uh, the road to uh, Atlanta is paved with good intentions. The little enough. It's a yeah. very fine rock material. I'm kidding. I well, yeah, and I've been in Michigan for two days, and the road is not paved with anything. So, yeah, no, no paved. <laughs> there's there's entire gaps in the pavement because uh, there is none. It's kind of ridiculous, actually. Um, but yeah, it, it it really bothers me that. Um, we, so we've we've been talking about uh, porn. We're saying don't do it, don't do this, don't do that. These are all the reasons it's bad. We talk about the porn industry and how it takes advantage of people, um, and then um, what ends up happening. We talk about these women who are taken advantage of or, or or led into it or whatever, and we begin to see them as victims. And whenever we talk about victims, and I know we've talked about victim shaming on this podcast. Um, whenever we talk about victims, we tend to see victims as lesser. Yeah. Uh, as a result of being well, that could never happen to me. I'm smart. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so that's and, and so it's a huge problem because if basically, basically, in my opinion, um, I think it's a lack of basic human respect. I straight up, like I do. I don't care. Sure, you can hate on the job all you want if you disagree with the job on a moral or ethic ethical level, right? Like I'm not a fan of hitmen. <laughs> Those are real, but I'm not a fan of hitmen. Um, but I guarantee you, hitmen are smart. I thought you were talking about except the except mo- for the ones that get caught. The, the the hitmen that get caught are probably not that smart. I thought you were talking about the movie for a second, and I'm like, no, seriously. I know this is a hard left turn, but I did not like, like- that film. <laughs> I, uh, Timothy Oliphant's a fantastic actor, but the writing side. So I'm glad no. that no, okay, the actual yeah, the real actual life hitman, real okay. life hitman. Um, yeah, but it's um, we we've equated a job with some level of intelligence and it's disrespectful. And so we go and and try to um, then talk with these people and show them Jesus, right? Or, 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 or try to convert them or, 
evangelize to them, whatever. We try to have this conversation with them, build a relationship with them, but the entire thing is predicated on an air of condescension, an atmosphere of superiority, and um, because, oh, I don't do what you do, I'm better than you. And we reveal our true colors when we do talk about these things like this, like Stormy Daniels, and we say, um, we say, wow, I can't believe how well-spoken she is. Like, yeah, she's a human being. I think she's like 39, something like that. Like, she's got a kid, everything. Like, she's, yeah, surprise, a uh, middle-aged woman can speak articulate English. And we do this not just with her. Like, I've heard this so many times. Jay-Z did an interview uh, with, I can't remember who, but it was a news network talking about, you know, issues in the black community specifically uh, surrounded, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and other stuff like that. And he was so well versed and and no one should be surprised because the man works with words and yet it was that same thing of like oh well yeah. this this thug gangster rapper rapper was like so <laughs> shut up English so, is hard. so he's a thug he's a gangster in his spare time he puts things on racks yeah he does um it's his first job little known fact that's uh, <laughs> for true hovas out there um no like like that's the thing is that people were like shocked about that and it's it's like no that he works with words he wasn't he wasn't a Harvard professor, but he put together sentences well. He articulated himself well. Yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, of course. But it's that perception. And I think it boils down to, like, how we think of people outside of the church. Yeah. Um, we are so, I, I want to say brainwashed. I was talking to somebody about this, and they really, they're like, from a young kid, um, you're kind of saying, oh, well, the world out there is, is bad and dumb and ugly. And there's certain things that we know are not necessarily true about that. Like, we can hear people and be like, oh, they were really put together. You know, the, the Richard Dawkins or the, you know, um, Nas, Killer Mike. Like, like you know, so there's some people that are out there that speak. Or, or uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, you know, these scientists and doctors and people who are very, very smart. And we think, oh, well, okay, we see that they are smart, but they're the exception. The majority of people are very, 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 you know, d- dumb yes. because the smart people are here talking to Jesus. And the funny thing is the perception of the secular world about Christians is the same. Oh, yeah, yeah. Their it's- perception of us is, oh, well, all the stupid sheep who just believe in this myth, uh, they they join the church. That's why they, ha- they need a crutch to follow. I remember talking to a friend who is now... Uh, a very committed Christian, but at the time was not. And he goes, I mean, Christianity is such a crutch. It's such a crutch. And I'm like, yeah, it is. You can be an intelligent being and, and have still a have a crutch. Yeah, He is my crutch. I could not make it throughout a day without God. That doesn't mean that I'm going to break down and cry because somebody says, oh, well, you can't prove Abraham existed. I think you can, but... You know, it's like I can I can also intelligently debate evolution and different things. I can I can talk about uh, the socioeconomic um, theories and philosophies. I can talk about history. I can do all these things and be an intelligent human being and still believe that there was a Jewish man who was both a divine being and fully human and came to rescue us from this separation from God. I can do those things. Um, and I'm going to and I can do them accurately. And so I think the funny thing is that you have and I hate to say this because none of the people listening to our pod, none of our listeners are like this, but you have some very sheep like people on both sides of the fence. You have some people who just go with the flow because they do not have God in their life and people who go with the flow despite having God in their life. Mm-hmm. And the reality is like we have to change our perception about that if we're going to be able to reach people. Because it tells more about our character when we do that than it does about the people that we're trying to reach. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, you say, I can do those things. I guess you're talking about in a perfect world because currently you don't do those things. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're not that intelligent, Tony. But that's not unrelated to your profession. I like the McDonald's <laughs> fries. Okay. But see, so, so there. So I'm glad you brought that up. So, so there, once again, we, we now equate someone's accent with lower intelligence, too. That is correct. Uh, that's another one. Uh, Tony did not mean to do that. I just wanted to make fun of him. No, no, no. I, I, I did the specifically because I, I was hoping you would catch on to that, and I was going to mention oh, okay. it myself. I, I thought I was just calling you, you didn't. out on a podcast. <laughs> but, no, but yeah, accent, um, demeanor, posture. I get that a lot. Posture is, um, in a moment of vulnerability, uh, posture is one of my biggest like self-conscious things. My posture has been terrible for most of my life, and I'm trying to fix that. 
Um, but yeah, absolutely. People see me as unprofessional or whatever because my posture's messed up. Uh, years of carrying two heavy backpacks, uh, things like that, like just have messed me up and I lean. I Emotional slouch. stress. Um, and so it's, uh, but absolutely, we, we associate things that don't actually matter um, and we use those to determine whether someone is a worthy human being in our, in our eyes. Um, and this is why this is so dangerous. Um, I'm going to give you two, two different people involved in the porn industry. Uh, one is still alive. Um, and um, kind of what had happened to them. The first one is, her name is Julianne Frederico. Um, she had a two-year-old son who died. I believe what, something happened where he fell down the stairs, I think. The son fell down the stairs and her boyfriend ran over uh, and picked him up. And, and I think shook him in an effort to revive him, something to that effect. I could be wrong on that. Um, and basically, uh, the son died. They didn't make it to the hospital in time. The son died. Um, and moral of the story, don't shake your infant kid. Um, but the outrage that followed after this happened of people basically telling this person that because of her job, the other thing that she does to bring in money, um, she deserved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she deserves so much worse. It's such a good thing that 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 son was not brought up in that household. Um, uh, literally, people are saying things like that. The son was lucky to die um, because he because he he was so unlucky to have a porn star for a parent. Um, as if she's not a normal human being, capable of like like uh, there are a lot of people in the sex industry who view what they do simply as a job. It's no different than you seeing what you do as a job. Like they go to work, they clock in, they clock out, they come home. Like it's not, um, it's just the content of what they do is different. And if you're a Christian, then yes, you absolutely believe that what they're doing is, um, is either unethical or immoral. Um, I like I get that. You can disagree with the job and still believe that they're a normal human being worthy of of respect and dignity because they were still um, God's creation. They're still a part of God's creation. They're still people that God loves and God would have died for them. God did die for them the same way he died for you or for me. And yet somehow, oh, because they do something that we disagree with, they're lesser and they deserve for their kids to die? Like, how dark is that? Like, that's, that is absurd. Yeah. I, I told you, no, we're just going to say We're just going to say it all the time. It is dark, and especially when you consider that there are other jobs that are so similar in their sense of how much sin they pervade that we just don't consider them to be that way. I mean, you look at the stockbroker industry. um, And I'm talking about the big, high-value Wolf of Wall Street stocks. The corruption that is there, the amount of stealing and pride and greed and coveting that goes on in that industry is just as bad as in the pornographic industry. But we don't consider that to be bad because greed is what America was built on. And I don't care what you say about your politics about it. Um, actually, do your research. We were not started for freedom. We were started because there was a taxation without representation. We wanted to be able to keep the money that we made. It was greed that we started that. And we had noble intentions, and I think we've done some good things since then. But we were founded on greed. And so we are okay with some level of Coveting. The American dream, to some extent, is providing for yourself. It's and some now, level now prov- of coveting. Yeah, and now providing for yourself in general is not a selfish thing, but it's making the best possible thing for yourself and getting more and more and more. Capitalism doesn't have a limit to it in, it, a, in its purest sense. It really doesn't. It's market-driven, market-oriented, and there could be no limit on that market. The market has to set it, and it's a free market, which means that if people are running it, there would be no limit. And again, this is not to get too political, but capitalism is built on the idea that uh, it's a zero-sum game. I have more than you. Um, that is the the foundation it's built on. And, and in the world that we're in, that actually is, a, I think, one of the better systems that we have. I think it needs to be regulated to, to an extent. But uh, communism just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. However, if you look at the system of heaven, the idea that everyone has something in common, I mean, that phrase is used in Acts, talking about the early church. It was a, it was a, it was a commune church. Everyone had everything in common. People sold their personal property, and threw it into a community pot. Yep. Now, am I saying that that works? Am I saying that, no, 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 back up for a second. What I am saying is we accept these as the norms. And if a stockbroker's child was to die or get cancer or to have something happen like that, 
I don't think, I don't believe, and I've never heard of someone reacting to it in that way, unless maybe they had, you know, their, their politics disagreed with, you know, the evangelical community. Um, if, if they were a member of a church, nobody would come to them and be like, it's because you have pride. No one's going to say that to them. Mm-hmm. However, because this lady sold love as a, <laughs> as a, as a profession, um, which is, you know, again, that's not true either. It's all fake. It's all fake. I, I was an actor, not that type of actor. I was going to say, you but better clarify. I was an actor. You know, I did background stuff growing up in L.A. I was, you know, did auditions for principal uh, roles. Um, it didn't work out and God, you know, kind of kind of took me out of there. But um, I can tell you it's fake. I mean, it's completely fake. And so this is how they view it. This is their job. Like you said, it, it's punching. It's, you know, for them, it's like being a CPA. Um. That's how they view it. Yeah. Some, not all, Just, some. It's yeah. a job. And so. More makeup, less clothes. Why is some uh, yeah, sin thing. worse than others? Because here's the reality. We will reach people that we think we want. I mean, this is the theme of another you know podcast that we're going to record. But, you know, we'll reach people that we are okay with reaching that sin, the, whose sins we are comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And when we look at people outside the church and we have this perception of them that, oh, they're stupid, they're dumb, or, oh, they're an evil person, if that's the mentality that we have, man, it's going to be hard to serve them, isn't it? Absolutely. And Absolutely. the point of Christianity is to serve. Oh, she she did porn. Oh, I, I, I mean, don't know. Even if she's saved, she did porn. I mean, I go back to this. What would happen? I worked as a pastor, and I'm, I'm going to work as a pastor, I hope, <laughs> depending on how these podcasts go. Uh <laughs> I I I knew, and I was telling some of my young adults this when I was at my church, I would get fired almost immediately if I started hanging out in the red light district, you know, of, of Houston, which is near where I work. Um, if I started trying to minister and spending time with, uh, you know, people, uh, gangsters and corrupt politicians and, um, you know, People like that, seedy people. If I started doing that and and hanging out with them and letting them spend time with me and, and pouring into them, I would get fired as a pastor. Um, and that to me is sad. Well, you that might we don't not ministry because it it largely depends on if the person who sees you is willing to put their name. Well, this is true. This is true. I mean, this is, this is true. But you know, the reality is like, yeah. And you, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that we all need to, you know, walk down into the red light district. I just say, I'm just saying those are the people that Jesus spent his time with. Jesus didn't look at anybody and think to them, Oh, you're better or worse. You know, James is very, James is so clear. There is no different levels mm-hmm. with God. God doesn't see people as, as better than others. He sees them all the same. He loves them all the same. Um, and, and the problem is we reveal our own ignorance of God's love and God's law and his character when we say things like, oh, well, she's just. She's just. And, and I mean, this isn't the only story. I know that you've got some other examples. Yeah, uh, I've got, I've got one mean, more specifically. So, so, yeah, well, go, go um, for it before we, yeah. Her name was uh, Mercedes Grabowski. Uh, I think I said that right. Um, and she committed suicide in, I believe, November of 2017. It was near the end of 2017. Basically what happened is um, she had refused to do, so in the, in, in the sex industry, in the porn industry, there is uh, a, a, a very strict or, or um, testing policy for um, STDs. And um, it varies, though, depending on what area of the industry you're in. So um, in straight, um, in, in, in purely straight porn, um, the testing is very, very high standards, uh, very, very regulated, very um, followed up on, things like that. But in the gay porn industry, it's apparently less um, according to what Mercedes said. So basically she tweeted out saying she wasn't going to do it. Uh, she wasn't going to do a scene with someone who, with an, a male actor who had done gay porn. And she, she refused to do it because she was, because of the testing standards of STD. So she did it for self-care, basically. She was taking care of her body, and it was professionalism. But um, some uh, social justice warriors took that as actual homophobia, and took that as like, oh, how dare you, you know, how dare you do that? We live in 2017 now, like you can't, 
you know, um, everyone should be equal, that kind of thing. She didn't do it because she's homophobic. She did it because of, of testing standards. Well, she so she put that out on Twitter and was bullied um, uh, and uh, harassed online, sent death threats, things like that. Uh, and within basically two days, she killed herself as a result of the bullying. Um, her last tweet was a, was basically an expletive to all of her followers. Um, she committed suicide. And there are people who have said and who think and who honestly believe good riddance to that girl who did porn. Now, listen, if you're in a place where cyberbullying like that can, is all it takes to push you over the edge. Now, I'm not saying all it takes is if cyberbullying is not significant. It definitely is. But push you over the edge in just two nights. That means there's something going on deeper. And there are some, there are some of those in the sex industry who've gone into it because of a broken life, broken sense of self, broken self-image, and pornography, doing pornography. The, the stardom they receive, the attention they receive is where they get their sense of self-worth and, 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 and self-esteem. And validation. And yeah. validation. Um, now that's not a good. I, I think it should be founded in Jesus, and uh, I get it. But I get why it's they not do gonna it. Get that anywhere outside of Christ, but yeah, that, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's an obvious, yeah. very public one. Yeah, and so when she lost that, and overnight, she killed herself. Like, I can't. It just amazes me to see these people as if they're only sex workers, and that's it. As if as if they only do immoral things, and they're not human beings struggling with very real things that we struggle with. Like, they're porn stars are people too. Like, it, that's going to be the name of this episode now that I've said it. Porn stars are people, too. Like, There's your album tape. Uh, it just, it saddens me. It sickens me. It's gross to see Christians respond with such vitriol, hatred, disdain, and disrespect for other people who God died for as well. Um, it saddens me, and it angers me, and it hurts me to see. Um, I'm not defending the industry, um, nor is this, like, See, the other thing is we've been talking about porn stars. Like, How do they know? It's in the news, so chill. <laughs> um, yeah, we, uh, we, yeah. Uh, we, we did firsthand research. No, it's, no we it's really, we like, honestly, relax. legitimately, um, yeah. We, 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 because of the idea of thinking of them as people, we began to do research on it and, and we put filters and the whole thing because um, it, it is a ridiculously – uh, yeah, it's very mass hard to produced. On, yeah, on it's all on the in internet. The industry. It's so hard. Yeah. So yeah, we're very careful about it. But the reality is, yeah, you have to see them as people. Um, what's funny, and what's I don't know, funny is the right word about it. What's interesting about it is that people will take celebrities and think they know them because people have put a certain thing on. And the reality is, so much of that is staged. So much of what is let out in the public still to this day about celebrities is staged specifically celebrities not necessarily actors people in the entertainment industry but celebrities the Absolutely. people that are in the magazines who want the 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 attention and for better or worse porn stars are celebrities um whether you want to admit it or not whether it's something that's you know out in the news or not they are celebrities so they they do these things and everyone from that comes from the same need for validation they do mm -hmm. it for validation or because they were forced into it and, and, you know, the reality is that if we don't think of them as people, then we are going to respond with hatred because it's so hard. And, and I've said this before. Um, I'm not sure if it's on this podcast, but it's so easy to talk about nameless, faceless God. And I've heard way too many sermons talk about uh, uh, we offend nameless, faceless God because the reality is I don't know what God looks like. I don't, I don't know what he sounds like. I've never heard him in, in, a, in an audible sense. I felt impressions about him. I, I do believe that he is real. Um, however, it is easy to, to think about, oh, well, I am doing these horrible things and hurt him. And, and he said, no, 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 you're hurting me because I want you to go and make eye contact with the people around you. When you hurt them, you hurt me. Mm -hmm. Do you understand and that is the problem. I cannot look someone like Stormy Daniels in the eye and say, you are horrible, you are terrible, because I have the love of God in my heart. Those words will not come out of me. I certainly hope so. I, I hope I never get to the point where I can do that, mm -hmm. where I can look at them and just be like, how dare you? I hope I can get to the point where I can look at somebody as disgusting and, and horrible as, quote-unquote, Jeffrey Dahmer, you know, who killed and ate young boys after molesting them and raping them, um, you know. And look at him and say, this is a child of God. And I hope I can never, I hope that I can get to the point where I can do that about 
anybody and look at them the same way I look at a preacher or a, and I, I don't want to name drop, but a famous Adventist preacher who's got a big media ministry on the West Coast. Um, let's say I look at them as, you know, my favorite, uh, you know, head elder. I want to be able to look at them the same way and see someone that God needs to help. Because the reality and that God's is, love. And that God as loves, yeah. Christians, we have to make everybody a better Christ follower. And that means everybody. Including our, ourselves. Our enemies, yeah, ourselves, our friends. Because if all the only people that we help are the people we like, we are no better than the world. I mean, We're Jesus no different. said that. I mean, that, that's the real question that I have for this. Like, how did Jesus treat people like that? How did he look at them yeah. in his time? Absolutely. I mean, he, he looked at the outsiders. and the, he, he took someone like Matthew, who was a traitor to his own people, you know, and for, for those of you know in the community who don't love him, Edward Snowden, perhaps, you know, for you or a Julian Assange or whatever, somebody who, who was attacked to the country that you love. Um, and he took him and was like, yeah, I want you to follow me. Mm-hmm. And then he took a, a terrorist, right? A militia guy who was like, draw the Romans out, you know, and, and, you know, stockpiled weapons. That guy. And he's like, yeah, I want you to come and I want you two to work together. I mean, is there any wonder that the disciples were fighting among themselves? He hit a bunch of sailors. Peter got was able to deny Christ because he knew how to swear so eloquently and so intelligently <laughs> that people go, wow, there's no way that this guy can spend time with Jesus because, holy cow, look at the mouth on him. And and you think he learned that in a split second? No, it's because he spent years as a sailor. Yeah. I. These are the people that Jesus had around him. Mary Magdalene, who had demons, who was brought to that by Pharisees. Um he had people who were broken, horrible people, and he said, you are the ones that I'm going to, you had chose to follow me, therefore I'm going to pour into you. And we need to think about that. Instead of thinking of them as, as horrible, evil people, we need to think of them as broken human beings. How can we love them? How can we love them in a way that is so transformative that they will then take their lives and say, I don't need this validation from Mm-hmm. all these other people anymore. And I would I would add, um, we need to see them as broken the same way we see anyone else as broken. That's absolutely it. That's so absolutely we're not, we're it. not looking at them and saying, only you were broken because of the work you do. No, no, no. All of us are broken, and we need to see each other equally. And I think, actually, I, I genuinely think your opinion of them is is more reflective and more indicative of what you are struggling with or, or your own brokenness. And we see this with politicians and church leaders all the time. The, the more outspoken you are, it seems... The more public you are and outspoken you are about uh, homosexuality, LGBT issues, or pornography, whatever, it comes to find, sooner or later, we find out that, oh, this person was so outspoken against this, but actually they were hiring gay hookers on the side. Like, we find that out all the time. I mean, the bathroom stall. I yeah, mean, yeah, that, yeah. Like, let's not forget. I mean, this has happened a lot. It's happened a lot. It's, it's, it's regular. So, so maybe it's a matter of, like, when we, when we respond with vitriol and hatred towards someone else, Perhaps it's indicative of the state of our own hearts. Not even perhaps, it definitely is indicative of the state of our own hearts and our own understanding of the gospel. Uh, it's like the parable of the unforgiving servant um, where he's forgiven this debt, and then when someone else owes him a debt that's less than a tenth of what he owed, he, he chokes them out and tells them, like, no, you better pay. Uh, it, you know, it's someone who forgets that they've been forgiven forgets to forgive. And um, someone who doesn't understand their own forgiveness will refuse to forgive. You know, it's funny, and I see this so often. Again, I keep saying that. It's not funny. It's fascinating to me in a horrible, macabre, twisted way how we, the moment the burden of sin is lifted off of, off of us, pardon me, um, we instantly elevate ourselves beyond, oh, these other people, except that five minutes before that, they were on the same level as us. And we think that, oh, now we're better because I no longer have this burden when you've done nothing to lift that burden. And I'm not saying you didn't work hard to be a better person. That's got nothing to do with it. You can't work hard enough to get into heaven. If you do believe that, I got some bad news for you. The book of the Bible, but specifically Romans, tells us that is not how it works. Um you can't do anything to save yourself. So you do not remove sin. Now, you can do things to remove bad habits that don't yeah, continue can, adding sin to your life, and, and you should But you can't, remo- but you can't remove, remove that. The only one who gone. can do that is God. Yeah. So you have done nothing to help yourself, and yet suddenly you see yourself as better than these people. 
And I, and I've told people this before as a pastor. I hope I never forget where God found me. Yeah. Because that's who I really am. That is my non-Christ-filled identity. Mm-hmm. That's not the real me, because the real me is the person that God created that I'm going to get to be when he comes again. But that is definitely the sin me, the earth me. Without him in my life, that's who I am. You know, uh, for me in Christianity, there are, um, there are three great equalizers. Um, three great equalizers that level the playing field for everyone. Number one is forgiveness. Um, as you've been, uh, forgive as you've been forgiven. Right? Number two, foot washing, uh, which I find funny that Adventism is the only one that does it when Jesus literally says, do this as I have done to you, do this to one another. I do find it funny that Adventism is one of the only denominations that does it. It's kind of foreign outside of that. It's very rare. Yeah. Um, but I, that's, not like, that's not like, it, it is a criticism, I guess, but I don't mean it in like, oh, wow, you guys are dumb for not doing it. I'm just saying it's surprising. It's surprising. For how much power and beauty is in foot washing because foot washing, you're and to washing do it consistently. the feet. Yeah, yeah, you're washing the feet of someone and they're dirty. They might stink. You might have a foot phobia. You might, um, you might hate feet, whatever. Um, it's an equalizer because the rich and the poor, um, the the high in social status, the low in social status will sit together. One will kneel before the other and wash their feet. And this is why I don't like when couples do this, by the way. This is my own personal pet peeve. Unless they're fighting, actually. Oh, yeah. There are times when you do need to do that, and it's special. But to me, I see way too many couples doing this for each other. It's like, no, 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 your husband and wife. Like, you need to be doing this every day. Like, you, you <laughs> they take, say argue, take they, time. Yeah. <laughs> they say you should argue naked. Maybe you should just argue washing each other's feet. Yeah, I, that uh, is not okay. Look, maybe, I am. Maybe, I'm, maybe I have. <laughs> I have a certificate in premarriage counseling. That is actually one of the things I do. That is not a bad idea. By the way, you serve someone and then be like, "By the way, can you do the dishes next time?" So you know, love people in your. Yeah. But but the point is that yeah, like we do. Okay, so that was number two. What was number three? Three is we, the Sabbath. The Sabbath. Yeah. And and worshiping together. That is the. Um, that's the other equalizer because in the fourth commandment, it's embedded. You know, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall work, do all, all your labor. On the seventh, you shall rest, day to the Lord your God. For in six days you created, yeah, but neither your may, maid servant, male servant, whatever, nor the stranger within your gates. Yeah. It connects anybody. It tells Sons, it, daughters, everyone. wives, husbands. Yeah, you are all to rest. No one gets the exception. And no one gets more of a blessing, by the way. There is no levels of blessing like, well, the Father gets the most blessing, and then it's trickle-down blessing. No. Everybody gets the same blessing. And again, it's a symbol of what God has for us. The same way that we all get the same blessing, it's the same way we get the same love, we get the same um, attention, It's to it's and, and we lose that. We forget that when we make it about us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that it's just... It's interesting to me that we have these three great equalizers, and there are probably more. Those are just kind of the big three columns or pillars for me. I, I, um, I'd see that, yeah. Um, but I, I, it amazes me that we have these. We say we've been forgiven. We talk about forgiving others, and we talk about loving people, uh, and then we we don't. And I get it. It's hypo- it's hypocritical. I get it. Christians are hypocrites. Yeah, yada yada. Like we can go down that path. Sure, I, it, that's fine. Um, but I don't want to dismiss it as simply hypocrisy. Because just dismissing it as hypocrisy means that we all become complacent. Oh, Christians are hypocrites. That's just accepted. Okay? So let's not accept it. Like, I'm not saying, like, everyone's like, I'm a hypocrite. Tony's a hypocrite. Um, In that, yeah, Christianity forces you to call out your own hypocrisy. Allegedly. Allegedly. I just want to point out, I'm allegedly, allegedly a hypocrite. A hypocrite. Yeah. We're still working out the lawsuit. He's he's paying out some hush money. And I will Luckily, never admit to it. Luckily, he's a presidential campaign, but that's... Oh, you're gonna get me in trouble. <laughs> there is no lawsuit, folks. Um, yet, that's why hush money is. See, there's no lawsuit. Hush money. Now, now I've sown <laughs> just enough doubt that like people are going. Wait, now is there? I don't know. <laughs> if I they're never the internet gonna know. This. They're never oh, gonna boy. know. Uh, yeah, co-host no, of, of a random podcast uh, for like one. Of you the- would be you would be really surprised how small <laughs> the Adventist <laughs> world. Can become. There's no lawsuit, I promise. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, it just like yeah. Let's not become complacent we, oh, we with are, hypocrisy. Yeah. Let's actually call it when we see it, and move on it, and and work to make ourselves better. I, I think this is the other thing too, especially when we get back to kind of you know what what hits us all off about our perception of people outside the church. When we take our eyes off of Christ, and we put our eyes on other people, even if it's on ourselves to make ourselves better. All we are going to do is mess things up. Yeah. 
it doesn't matter how, why, or how long we take our eyes off of Christ. Every time we do that, we lose focus on what's important. Absolutely. Um, I'm not saying that what we do as Adventists with Daniel and Revelation seminars isn't important, but I've seen way too many sermons and way too many seminars that give a lot of good information about the Bible and not information about Christ. The story of Daniel and the story of Revelation is the story of Jesus Christ, is literally the revelation of Jesus Christ. And yet so many times we get caught up in the beast and we get caught up in talking about these things. And for those of you who do not, maybe have never been to a Revelation seminar, um, this is not a singularly Adventist issue, but this is definitely a major Adventist issue. If you've heard a message that talks about more of the fearful stuff, maybe you've heard a thing about hell um, without Jesus in it, but we do this in everything. You're, you're, then you then you right? understand what we're talking about. Even basically. the the social justice gospel, which is picking up a lot of steam now because of the issues, uh, especially within the the black community with uh, you know power and and um, the the issues that they're having. A social justice gospel, while important and while uh, we do need social justice that takes its eyes off of Christ and tries to say we need to try to make the world a better place, is going to end up in a bad place because our eyes are off of Christ. That is the only time that things are going to get better. Mm-hmm. And as Christians, we cannot forget that. And I think that's the big issue. When we look at these things and we say these things, we reveal that we are not looking at Christ yeah. because it shouldn't surprise us that somebody is super well-spoken because they're a pornographic actor. It shouldn't surprise us. It should surprise us that we have not reached them. It should surprise us that we feel that way about them. It, that's what should be surprising. That it's like, well, if I feel that way, why? Ha- what have I done to try to reach and, them? And what does what, that say about me? What does that say about the way I see me? It's exactly it. So I, and we do this in so much more, but I don't want to take the focus. This has been, uh, we've talked about the sex industry today, so I want to leave it at, yeah, at, at the sex yeah, industry. Yeah. Um, we do this with so many other groups. Um, we definitely do, and I'm going to leave those for other episodes. But um, this one just particularly bothered me. The Stormy Daniels interview, what happened like a week ago? Um, well, and it, and, and it just know that <laughs> so many workers in the porn industry, and there's a lot of research out there, especially if you go fightthenewdrug.com. Um, I'm not. This is not a plug for the site, but I am, in a sense, plugging it. I, I think it has a lot of really good information. Um, if you go there and do a lot of research into it, you'll find out that the majority of people in the pornographic industry are very bro- broken and sad, and among those who probably need the gospel the most. We fight so hard to try to convert people that do not want or need the gospel when those who are the most broken and hurting, who, who need to hear that there is a loving Savior who came to make them a better person, to give them validation are just waiting for us, but we are afraid to get our hands dirty. Yep. Uh, my favorite my favorite ministry quote of all time is, I heard it uh, years ago. It was either, it was I think it was a catalyst. It was Judd Wilhite, pastor out in Las Vegas. I don't know if he's still out in Las Vegas, but an evangelical pastor. Talked about how in on Sunday mornings when he's, when he's, when he's pastoring in his church, you know, there will be guys who are drunk or have just been on an all-night binge on Saturday. You're in Vegas, like, you're gonna get some 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 people, <laughs> all Didn't colors, all it. walks of life in in your in your door. And he said there, you know, there have been times where people, you know, someone in the balcony. He, he related a story of someone in the balcony who basically just threw up in the morning, just threw up right then and there on the ground. And instead of everyone moving away, actually, everyone in his church around him moved toward him to help him. Uh, and he, there was, and and basically, it, and he uses this as context basically to lead it with a quote that basically, sin is messy, grab a mop. And I think that, like, that's, to me, that has been such a beautiful picture of ministry to me. Sin is messy. Grab a mop. Um, you've got to get into the thick of it. You've got to, I mean, you have to. I'm not saying you get in into the thick of sin. Like, I'm not saying you partake in sin yourself. I'm saying you have enough of validation in Christ. You have enough of an understanding of your own identity in Christ that you can, you can wade into those waters with his protection and be fine. Um, you can take care of people, you can minister to people, you can love on people. But if you have a broken sense of, if you don't have certainty in who you are in Jesus Christ, then absolutely waiting in sin will destroy you. So it makes no, it, it's no surprise to me 
at the end of this conversation to be able to, or to say that those who um, those who would act respond with vitriol and put distance between them and sinners as if they are not one themselves. Those are the people that probably have the biggest or the bigger misunderstandings about who they are in Jesus Christ, um, and that's sad. And and I would um, and I would say that we need to be loving them and hopefully showing them their their identity in Christ as well. Um, and we do that through relationship. Um, there are a lot of people who listen to this podcast who know me and who have a relationship with me. So when I say these things, it doesn't surprise them. Um, and even if it's something they have not thought about before, they might consider it because of relationship. Um, but no one's going to shout at the walls of Westboro Baptist Church and change a heart. But the ones that have been changed have been changed through relationship. The porn stars who have come to Jesus have been changed ultimately through um, relationship because they've come into contact with people, real people, who love them and see them as more than their brokenness. So I, I do think we need to reframe the conversation. I think we need to reframe the way we think about people who do things we disagree with um, and remember that they are people too. Yeah, ditto. <laughs> All right. Um, well, that's it, I think, for this episode based on uh, Tony's response to that. I, I mean, uh, I, <laughs> I, I, there you go. I, I, that's it. That was it. That was that it. Was, yep. Um, but we want to thank you we, so much for listening. You could have just said that and saved us having to talk about all of this. But I guess we had to set that up. Yeah, you had to set the context. It was a 40-minute setup for a two-minute two excellent <laughs> summarization. Um, by the way, our note, my notes have three lines. Stormy Daniels, how do we perceive them, and how did Jesus think of them? Yeah. That's, that's, the amount of, uh, that's the amount of thought that we put into these episodes before we talk about them. Trying, trying something new. <laughs> um, oh, I have the two lines about the, the, the two porn stars and their names um, and, and like their stories. It is not structured. But, by the way. Yeah, it's really... But thank you guys so much for listening to Absurdity. If you want, you can subscribe to us on iTunes or any other pod, most other podcatching apps. Uh, you can find us on uh, theabsurdity.org. All the episodes are there. You can download them. Um, you can also find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash absurdity podcast. If you believe in what I'm doing, if you believe in what we're doing and you want to support us financially, it really helps. Um, this costs money to run every month. Believe it or not. I don't just get to sit in a room and upload no, yeah. everything for free. Hosting everything costs money. Um, I never want to be dependent on the money I bring in. Um, I, all the money goes back into paying hosting fees, paying equipment fees, whatever. Um, but, uh, we, I would really appreciate even a dollar a month, every little bit helps um we're also on facebook facebook.com slash absurdity podcast i try to be pretty standard and if you have any questions comments concerns or feedback for us you can email me ryan 180 becker at gmail.com or find me on twitter at ryan 180 becker once again standard across the board right turns out i'm not the only person named ryan becker in the world so ryan becker is just taken on everything and then tony what's your twitter you can actually find me well my, my twitter handle is the new dr jones um, or you can at Tony underscore Anobly, A-N-O-B-I-L-E. There's only one Tony Nobly on Twitter. I'm it, you apparently. Are the to- unless your dad gets a Twitter. <laughs> that's never going to happen. It was an awkward moment with Facebook, but that's never going to happen <laughs> Well, on Twitter. So you can absolutely find me there. DM me. Love to answer your questions. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Today's episode of Absurdity is sponsored by The Haystack. The Haystack is a voice for young adults in the Seventh-day Adventist Church that produces articles, music reviews, videos, and more. To check them out, go to www.thehaystack.org. The Haystack. Life. Culture. Theology.